Thank you, Mary. Will you please stand as we read from our text this morning? We read from Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 34. And Jesus said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts it in the sickle, because the harvest has come. And he said, what, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parables shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown on the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. And when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. Thus ends the word of the Lord for us today. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We again thank you and praise you for who you are and what you have done for us through your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, as we open up your word today, Father, we pray that you would enlighten us by your word, that you would help us to see you, that you would help us to see what you have for us. So give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you have for us this morning. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Have you ever planted a garden with a child? You poke your finger in the dirt to make holes, and then you let the kids drop the seeds in the dirt, and then you cover the dirt up over the seeds. And then the next day, the child runs outside to check the seeds. And what happens? Do they come back inside with joy, celebrating what they have seen? Certainly not. No, yes, you're right. They come back disappointed. They come back wondering where the plants are. They ask, why didn't we see seeds yet? Or why don't we see the plants yet? Will we see them tomorrow? The seeds were not growing to the child's expectations. Do we have the same expectations for evangelism and for spiritual growth in the church? The seed we plant is the word of God, and in it the message about Jesus coming into the world so that he would save the world by dying on a cross. Have you seen a child first come to faith and then the very next day become a mature believer? Of course not. 
How does this seed grow into faith? What hope do we have in talking to our friends, our relatives, our associates, our neighbors, our strangers about Jesus? What kind of expectations do we have as we share God's word? This morning we see four facts that might help us understand how the seed of God's word grows. Will we fully understand it? Not quite. It is a mysterious growth. And so the first fact is that we don't always see fruit right away. And in fact, we might not see it at all. And the problem is that at times we have an expectation that we will see fruit right away, right after the seed is planted, just like the child did after he planted the seed and expected growth. But just because we don't see it doesn't mean that nothing is happening. God's word does not return void. It still has an effect. We just might not know what it is or what it looks like. And because of this, it might be discouraging to us. It's discouraging because we do not know the impact of our witness. We might start to question our ability to do this or if the fruit will ever come. The time might might come that we want to give up. We want to leave it for someone else to do. We might look for someone who we think will plant more productive seeds. In the second half of our text, we read about a mustard seed, the smallest of seeds. And yet, They produce such a big tree. And so we don't have to be an elaborate preacher. So we all don't have to be Pastor Adam to proclaim God's word. We don't have to find big phrases like ecclesiastical verbiage, which just means churchy words. Sometimes the smallest of seeds has the greatest impact. Our passage says that the mustard seed, the smallest of seeds, grew into the largest tree. Now, if that's not encouraging, I don't know what is. We just need to be reminded that trees take time to grow. And some grow larger than others. But we plant a seed, and when we plant a seed, we share Christ with someone. And like any other seed that we plant, it could take time. Perhaps longer than we, than we would hope or we would expect for it to grow in faith. But we, may, we must never give up. 
and instead always believe in the power of God's word and in his timing. And this leads us to fact number two. While God uses us, we are not able to make seed grow. Now, wouldn't it be great if there was a nice formula or a recipe that we could follow to make disciples? You know, what if, what if we could just add flour, baking powder, sugar, salt, milk, eggs, and vegetable oil? I just saw my older daughter talk to my wife because she knows that all those ingredients together make some great pancakes. But those ingredients do not make disciples. Great, now I want some pancakes. Verse 27 says, the man sleeps and rises night and day and the seed sprouts and grows. And what does that next part say? He doesn't know how. He doesn't know how that seed is going to grow. We can't make someone believe in Jesus. We can't make someone believe in what Jesus has done for him or her. But we can plant. We can plant seeds. But then we can't do anything until it is ready to come out. For verse 28 says, the earth produces by itself. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. It's the seed that produces the growth. It's the word of God that produces the growth in this seed. At the same time, we can't turn ourselves into super-Christians. We can try to grow by our own efforts. We can try to grow by doing the right things, by trying to have good moral character, and by saying the right things. You know, these are all good things to do, but they in themselves do not make us grow. I might have said this before, when I was a freshman in high school, I was four feet, 11 inches tall. And so what this means for the four, first 14 years of life outside of the womb, I grew less than three inches per year. And so people had the idea that maybe I can hang from a chin-up bar or a coat rack. I can stretch myself out. And I can tell you that others have tried it and they said that it, has, it doesn't work. But hey, even if you can get a few inches from it, hey, you're over five feet tall. I thought about trying it, but in the end I knew that the only thing that it would do would make me look silly. 
and my parents would probably think I was nuts. We can't make ourselves grow, nor do we have the ability to make anyone else grow either. But, but, God's word makes us grow. Not physically, though that would be awesome too. But it is the very thing that makes the seed what it is. And it is the very thing that makes it grow. God's word changes lives. In a few minutes, we will be singing a song entitled Ancient Words. And part of the chorus says, Ancient words, ever true, changing me and changing you. That is true. For it is God's word that brings people to faith. We know from God's word, it tells us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. God is the one who creates faith and causes it to grow. Here in our church, we believe in the means of grace. That there is a way in which God gives his grace to his people which is through the word and the sacraments. God gives us hope. He gives us life. He gives us strength and peace through his word and the sacraments. And the reason why the sacraments are effective is because of the word that is attached to them. And so when we talk about reaching the community, when we talk about growing our church, and when we talk, talk about growing ourselves, it begins and it ends with the Word of God. For God's Word creates faith and causes faith to grow. But again, as God's Word reaches us and we grow in it, it still doesn't always happen in our timing, does it? God's, God accomplishes His will in His timing. And He does it according to His plan and not ours. In verse 28 in our text, it says, The earth produces by itself. Well, what does it mean? It means the man was busy doing other things while this seed was growing. He was busy. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the stickle because the harvest has come. It was time to collect. And the man was ready to receive it. And in verse 33 it says, When with many such parables, he spoke, Jesus spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. So some people were not ready to hear it. They were not to the point of growth 
that they would be able to comprehend what Jesus was going to say to the, to say to the disciples. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples he explained everything. The disciples were ready to hear what God had to say to them. They were able to understand God. They were able to understand what God was saying to them. And not only is God able to make this seed grow, he is able to make the seed grow bigger than we could ever imagine. For the book of Ephesians chapter 3 tells us, for God is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine according to his power that is within us. So what does that mean for us as a church? How many disciples did Jesus start his church with? Twelve. And then that number grew to a hundred. And then it grew to the thousands. And then the millions. And then the, the, the thousands of millions. But it started with 12. You might say that our church is the size of a mustard seed. Okay, maybe a tad bigger. But it's small. You say that it might be struggling in, num in number and in income. And yet it has the potential to grow and to become a place for his creation to come. Turn into more than a mustard seed. Could you imagine what would happen if seeds were spread all over Linwood and Edmonds and Mill Creek and Everett, Snohomish, and Muckleteal and Shoreline? Would it mean that there would be a mad rush to enter the building? That would be nice, wouldn't it? Probably not. We may not see it immediately, or maybe not for a while. But in the end, we are not the ones who are going to make the church grow. The only things that we can do are to plant and to collect the harvest. We know this because the Word of God speaks. It is the Word of God that makes things grow. And so I have a couple questions for you this morning. Do you want to see the kingdom of God grow for a few people to meet Jesus? Do you want to see yourself grow? Do you want to see Maple Park grow? I think for most of us, at least one of these are true, or is true. Is growth in any of these areas able to happen? Of course. But it's not about our abilities or our efforts. Does that mean that you shouldn't get involved in outreach or evangelism or Bible study or life groups? No, 
Those are the ways that God causes growth because they are attached to the word. Those are the ways that cause growth because they are the ways that we use in hearing and sharing God's word. What it means is that it takes planting a seed. And that seed is the word of God and letting it speak. And then letting it grow according to God's plan and according to his will. It will grow. And it will happen when it will happen. And then we will be ready to receive the fruits of our labor because the harvest has come. In a few minutes, you will hear once again in our annual meeting the vision that God has given to us as a church. You will hear that God gathers us together. We are gathered together to hear from the Word of God. And then as we gather together to hear from God's Word, we are then transformed. We are transformed by the Word of God. And then as we are transformed, we are then sent. We go. And we go with the word so that others might hear the word from them, for themselves. That they in turn would be transformed. And then gather with us to hear the word again. The word of God is central to our vision. Why is that? It is the word of God that changes me and changes you and changes the world. Through his word, God speaks and make, makes seeds grow, even from the smallest of seeds. Amen. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word, and Father, we thank you for its truth. That you are the one who makes seeds grow. You are the one that makes us grow. You are the one who makes the world grow as they hear from your word. And Father, we pray that we would look for opportunities both to grow ourselves uh, that we might find opportunities to hear from you and your word. And then, Father, as we hear these words of yours, that then we would go and share the good news of great joy that is for all people, that Jesus came and died and gave his life so that people would not have to die for their own sin, but be saved for eternity. So, Father, we thank you for your promise of growth today. And, Father, may we trust in your promise that you will deliver on your promise of growth, both inside of us and outside of us. 
So, Father, again, we just praise you and thank you for who you are and what you have done for us through your Son, Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.